Welcome to After the Paycheck, the series dedicated to helping people to and through the retirement process. I'm your host, Adam Bly. This week, I'm here with Ryan Marston, partner here at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Always a pleasure to be here with you. I feel like that's the, the common thing that we I use. Think, Always a pleasure. Well, I like being in, uh, yeah, I like being in the office and this type of setting and enjoy doing this type of thing. I was, I was saying to Bobby, like, uh, every time I come in here, it doesn't matter when we record these videos, day, night, or not night, but like morning, afternoon, what day of the week yep. we record them, there's always landscaping outside. There and is. They, like, I feel like they wait for us to record these videos. I think so. It's like they're putting the mulch down every day of the week, every day, every week of the year, right? Right, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you. Okay. We're going to just wait till like the, the fall to do, or no, but like the winter, so that way there's no... But then the plows will be out. Yeah, be nice right? Yeah, we yeah, can't yeah, win. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in this episode of actually, you have that you kind of came to me with a topic for this week's episode. So I, if you want to let you, yeah, I, I did because I was sitting down with a prospect and um, you know, we were going through the options between her current four hundred three B actually that she had, okay, um, and potentially enrolling it over to an IRA. And I kind of took for granted that like she knew the process and like what the how an IRA was actually structured and the. You know the commonalities and the differences between her 403b and the IRA, and and she actually didn't. So you know, I, I went through the process of explaining the pros cons of just the structure of the 403b in in an IRA and how they work. Never mind the investments inside, but just the structure. Okay. Um, and I thought it might be a good video or or topic to discuss because I think a lot of people out there actually don't understand the differences. Um, between the two, or, or the similarities, for right. that matter. Yep. Yeah, so we could discuss that. Also, we were kind of talking about how we kind of take it granted for people people that have been at jobs for a long time, but there are people out there that have maybe job hopped a couple of different yeah. times and have older 401ks or retirement accounts, and we'll get into different types of that, and how you have options every time that you kind of either move jobs or change uh, that your situation, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's, let's kind of go over that. Let's go over maybe what some of the different types of accounts are, and then maybe what your choices are when that account is, as what's the right term, an old account? Uh, 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 a previous 401k, 403b. I mean, that's like kind of like how the terminology we use, but it's a, it's a previous employer's retirement account, you know, okay. in, in simple terms, but that casts like the broad net of, you know, it could be a 401k. Yep. It could be a 403B. Okay. It could be a pension plan. It okay. could be a 457. It could be um, profit sharing. There's so many gotcha. different types of under that like broad structure that it could be. But ultimately, it's your employer or previous employer's retirement plan that they you have, you set up with them. Gotcha. Yep. And that's the really important word you just it said, is. the previous employer. So this is an option. These are options you have when you leave one employer and go Yeah, else. exactly. And I mean, some of the options might fit under a current employer, but a lot of the times we'll see people with, um, you know, they have their account set up at their current employer. And then, you know, they could have anywhere from one to I saw 13 from a couple uh, previous 401k and 403bs wow. from previous different employers. And, you know, they made the conclusion of con consolidating because <laughs> I think it was becoming a lot, you know, between getting statements and managing the investments and, and all these other things. But they ended up consolidating those 13 ultimately down to four, you know, four it's different retirement accounts. Wow. And it's a lot, but we're going to talk about why, you know, the different structures tax-wise of why it actually went to four for this couple as opposed to, you know, even two. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So actually, so that's great. So let's get into this because selfishly, I do have some old 401ks yeah. or some old retirement accounts. And while I've tried to kind of 
work this out. I think this is going to be eye-opening for me to understand what my options are as well. So let's go over that first choice, which is kind of just leave your money where it is, right? You could leave an employer and just leave your account how it is, right? I think the first step to weighing your options is looking at your current option, right? Looking at the fees, looking at your investment options, um, and whether or not it's feasible to like leave your account where it is. And if, if, you know, the fees are too high or your investment options are subpar com- compared to what your current options are or your options in the, like, open kind of investment world, um, then it might make some sense to look at other options, right? Okay. And then you kind of weigh what you can do from there. So where, you know, just using you as an example as the guinea right. pig here, um, you know, you could take that previous employer's 401k and you can roll it into your current 401k. Okay. Right, so that's option one. And if you if you like your options here, option two is you roll into an IRA, and under the IRA umbrella, you do a rollover. Okay. As long as it's done correctly, it's not a taxable event. You still continue to get the tax deferral, um, except you open up the world of investment options. You can do anything you want under the umbrella of the IRA. So you can buy, you can put in a savings account, you can buy stocks, you can buy bonds, you can buy you know an annuity. You, there's there's so many different options you have available under that IRA umbrella okay, um, that, that you could do. And then, you know, the other aspect of it is the tax considerations, right? And this is why that couple actually had four accounts because okay. they had some after-tax dollars in their 403B and some pre-tax dollars, and they didn't even understand that, what that okay. meant, right? And a lot of people don't, but if you have, you know, if we will see people with after-tax dollars all the time, and it might be because they overfunded their your retirement plans, you know, 15 years ago, but they don't understand what your options are available. So, right. when you go to take do a rollover, take money out of your your 401k, and you do have those after-tax dollars, they'll ask you, you know, how you want two checks made payable: the pre-tax dollars and the after-tax. And some people will just take the after-tax dollars, but you can actually put that money into a Roth IRA and continue getting. Tax-free growth, growth and then tax-free income in the future with any of that after-tax money. Very powerful feature right there that okay. I would, you know, recommend people take advantage of if you do have, again, after-tax after dollars. Tax. Yeah. Okay. So I think I feel like that was a lot right there. Yeah. Uh, let's let's take a, a quick moment and go over the pros and cons of sure. each of those options yep. that you were just discussing. So. You were talking about um, how you could roll over your money into a new retirement account at your new employer, Correct. right? With yep. the pre-tax, pre-tax and after-tax dollars. Yep. So the pros on that you were saying is you the, might have more options. So I mean, if you have good options and, and cost-effective options in your current four hundred one k plan where you are, right? So you might have investments that um, your employer ultimately got got made when they're setting up the plan. Pick the right. You know, cost-efficient funds, maybe with good options available, you might have 20 different options of funds um, or, or accounts, and it might make some sense to move it into that employer's retirement account. Okay. Another pro of that is if you intended on working past um, the RMD, Required Minimum Distribution mm-hmm. Age, of what's now 72, which was changed a, a year ago, then you're not required to actually take money out of your current employer's retirement plan if you're, you know, say working at age okay. 75. Okay. Where is if you left it in the previous 401k or you moved it into an IRA and you're 75 and working, the IRS is still going to mandate that you take some money out of that 
IRA or previous 401k. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. good. So I th- so the pr- pros, what you were just talking about, like options, not having to withdraw if you're going to work past, you know, full yep. retirement age or RMD age, rather. Um, the, the ease of just having less accounts to have to worry about. Correct. Right? You yeah. know, like you said, yep. less statements, less yeah, this, yeah. less that, yep. less everything. What? But what are some, would there be a reason why I wouldn't want to roll my old 401k or old retirement account into your current into my current current reti- yeah, yeah. That, absolutely so options right the options okay. available in your current 401k plan which a lot of the time it, they're limited yeah. um that we'll see and you might want to do something different than what is offered in your current 401k or retirement plan okay uh and then you know assessing those options and how it fits in your specific retirement plan is crucial and to kind of then you kind of weigh out well what what do i want to do now right you know a lot of times people that's you know i'll bring up that age 72 and and working past 70 and well i don't intend on doing that anyway so that kind of gets thrown out of the equation but you know, assessing what your current options in your 401k plan are, and then weighing them with what's available, weighing them against what's available in the investment or insurance world is is what you would do from there on out, and how it fits in your retirement plan. Okay, when you were talking about like investment options or whatever, like I'm thinking at my old job, it was like somebody from HR or like actually technically yeah. the 401k company would come in once a year, give us a pamphlet, and just say like check whichever boxes fit for you. When I'm no longer at that job, do I still have the ability to go in and look at what my options are at that full old 401k? You do. Yeah, you can switch your options. Yeah, you can okay. absolutely go in and look. You're obviously not contributing to it any longer, right? Right. right. You have the option to change your investments around. Okay. Um, you know, a, a lot of times people, it's like out of sight, out of mind. They'll move on. They'll leave the 401k there, and they just will never monitor it, right? right. So that's one of the reasons to actually, you know, move it and consider moving okay. it to a new plan or a new IRA okay. um, to make sure if you're not capable of watching it, that someone is capable of monitoring it and managing it and making sure, you know, it changes with what's going on in the market, economy, and along your retirement track. Yep. Okay. Another option that you had mentioned is that I could basically just – so take the take the money and run, right? Just cash out my old four hundred and one k. If I didn't want to roll it over, but I didn't want to leave you, you it where could, I was. you could. But there's a lot of cons. For there's that one, right? uh, more, uh, yeah. A lot of times, more cons than there are pros, right? Okay. So <laughs> taxes is the main one, right? right? So if you, if you did that and you took whatever you take out of your four hundred and one k or four hundred three b, any of that those pre tax retirement accounts um, becomes taxable at your ordinary income rate. So on top of whatever your current okay. income is, and then you know. I'm just using this as a number. Say it was, you know, three hundred thousand dollars in that previous four hundred one k, and you take that out, it goes on top of your income taxes, and you know, you might be paying, you know, close to a forty percent federal tax income tax on right. what you're taking out. So, you know, half of it, call it, you know, and then we're in Massachusetts, another five percent on top state tax. Right. So half of it almost gets wiped out right there. And would you do that? Ninety nine percent of the <laughs> chance uh, time, there, that answer is no. No. Right. Um, so yeah, you can you you can, but you know, along those lines, it depends if you needed the money. You know, might, you might be in a dire circumstance, and you do have to do that. But if you can, if you're looking to get money out of that pre-tax side, you can do a rollover to an IRA, and you can come up with some sort of like Roth con, uh, conversion plan over a period of time. You know, five, ten okay. years prior to retirement, or you know, maybe even in your sixties prior to that RMD age. So you can come up with some sort of a Roth conversion strategy okay. from IRA to a Roth IRA in, by taking that out of your four, well, you know, 401k. Okay, so that's kind of like a workaround. So like I need the cash, but 
I don't want to pay the taxes. And, and there's a penalty, too, on top. If, I, if well, you're before if, the age of 60, right? If you're before the age of 59 and a half, okay. there is a 10% um, penalty if you do take that cash gotcha. um, consider, uh, option. You know, there's there's certain, you know, loopholes where you you can take some money out, you know, under, you know, there's a hardship or... Right, right, right. You take, it's called the 72T, but not to get kind of too confused or into details, you can take the same amount out over a five-year period if you're, you're below the age of 59 and a half, but it, you, you have to continue it from an um, IRS standpoint. Um, it's still taxable, but you, you can avoid that 10% below 59 and a half penalty. Okay. Um, so there are loopholes, but more often than not, you'll be hit with that 10% tax. That, yeah. Penalty. Okay. 10% penalty, penalty. from the IRS. And then taxed on top of it. And then taxed at ordinary income rates on top of it. Okay, so really like 300 grand that I think I'm cashing out to You're going to be left with like uh, 120. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, which isn't like a small chunk of change, but it's no. still not 300,000 that you thought it would be if you no, were it's on just, putting down payment on a house or something. It's exactly, and then like you're hurting yourself in the long run from the tax standpoint. Right. So even though if you think tax, tax rates will be going up in the future, if you still can strategize and pay a lot less of a tax on, gotcha. on something like that. Okay, so the we were talking just before this, like kind of taking that and rolling it into an, an IRA. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that sounds like it's something that I can kind of do if I like, oh, I want to be able to take this money, access it at some point, but I don't need all of it right now. I can roll an old 401k, 403b. Do all options have the ability to go into an IRA? Yep. Okay, so anything all, pre-tax. Anything yep. pre-tax, I can roll into uh, an IRA account. Yep. So what are the... I guess what would be this, the process for doing that, and what is the 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 pro we kind of already started talking about, which is the, you can kind of yeah. For, I mean, first one again, weigh the pros and cons before you start setting that up, right? right? And then once you know, if you come to the conclusion the pros outweigh the cons, then you would set up the structure, and then the process is fairly simple, depending on your your employer. Really, sometimes yeah. there's paperwork included or included that's that's needed uh, signed to be signed off on. Sometimes it's not, and you know, it's anywhere from like a, a two day, three day period to sometimes maybe max of a two week period. But okay. The rollover is the easy point part. It's it's deciding on okay, it makes sense for me. What are my options available and right. setting up the right types of investment options mm-hmm, again mm-hmm. that are on track with your retirement account. And you know, with the couple that I was telling you about that had the they they had some pre tax dollars and after tax. So they yeah. each had a Roth IRA and an IRA set up. And then we went over okay. there. They they ultimately you know they weren't in touch with their investments and no one was managing their investments. So they came to the conclusion that rolling the, or letting us help them manage the assets was the best fit for their retirement plan. Mm -hmm. And so that's when we we set up some portfolios and different types of accounts to make sure it was on the right track for their retirement. Okay. that kind of goes back to we're not. It goes into what I was just going to start talking about, which is again, I have the ability to roll into an IRA, but then I have to kind of, not manage my own investments at that point, but I have to then can really, I'm in charge of my own fate at that point, right? I'm not leaving it with like a, a, a custodian where it's like, oh, you're just a number at this account. Like, I mean, you're the, what you're doing when you roll over to an IRA is you're, you're, you're not limited to what your investments were, you know? The old okay. American funds, um, yeah, like my uh, uh, mutual fund or the Washington Mutual Fund of America. Uh, I don't pick my target exactly. date fifty five anymore. Tar- yeah, the, or, the yeah. target date twenty thirty. Right. So right. you can you can roll it over to an IRA, manage it yourself, or hire someone to manage it for you. Okay. Right. So okay. you might be able to 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 manage it yourself and pick your different you know stocks, mutual funds, bonds, whatever it might be inside the account. You can do that. Okay. Or you can ha- hire someone to help help you with that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So if and now I'm trying to think if I'm 
approaching retirement and I have all these older accounts. And I'm like, you know what? I got to either consolidate these. Oh, that's actually another good question. It, can I take, let's say I had 13. I guess we kind of already answered this question already. If I had like 13 to 15 older accounts, I can consolidate as many as I want into however many accounts yeah. I want in IRAs, right? As okay. long as it's all pre-tax. So you could have, you know, eight different pre-tax 403Bs and five different pre-tax 401Ks. You can put all those actually into one account if they're all in your name. Awesome. Right? So if I had an old 401K and an old 403B, I can yep. still make it one IRA account. Right? Exactly. Okay, it's a rollover awesome. IRA. They both get, get rolled over into the IRA, and then they continue their tax deferral until you actually go to withdraw the money for retirement. Okay, perfect. That's the idea. And you were talking about like, okay, like sometimes it makes more sense to just hire somebody to kind of manage these investments for you because, again, my job is, you know, marketing and making videos, not watching the stock market. If you're not in touch with the market and investments and and making sure you're on track with that and, and, and making sure the investments fit your risk tolerance and your retirement plan, then sometimes it makes might make some sense to actually go outside and and hire a professional to do that. Right. Um, there was one con that I did see here that we didn't mention yet, which is about lawsuits. So if you if you are rolling your IRA or sorry, an old 401k over into an IRA, mm-hmm. it does become subject to creditors and lawsuits, right? Uh, if it's an IRA, traditional IRA, if you if you use a rollover IRA, that actually continues some of that protection. Oh, so awesome. very very um, specific difference there. So if you know you can, there's such things as traditional IRAs and rollover IRAs. You okay. want to make sure you're setting up a rollover IRA because it actually continues some of that protection that your 401k gives you. So that's something that very, that yeah. little thing that we just didn't even think about. Like it was yep. like, oh, I probably would have set up a traditional, exactly. not a rollover, and that yep. could have really been. And it was a trouble. I didn't even know you were going to ask me about that. See, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we kind of already discussed after tax dollars. Like, oh, yep. how do I know? Like. I have retirement accounts like so here I have like a, I do have pre-tax dollars in Roth IRA set up here and it kind of all goes into one account right now I think right if you have pre-tax in Roth yeah. you might have well it's it's really it's one account and maybe it's the same investments but when it's coming out it's going it would be two accounts you can't commingle the Roth in the pre-tax dollars cuz okay. nor would you want to cuz then it would all actually all gets counted as pre-tax right. you'll lose that tax free aspect of all those after Which that after be, tax you you'd be paying tax twice Double. then yeah yep. yeah oh, so if so you don't do it correctly you, that certainly could happen okay yep. and like i said i'm assuming that the way that we've set it up here is that it goes into I see one statement, but the account or the custodian knows that it's two separate. Yeah, if you look closely at your statement, you'll see the breakdown of after tax. You know, your your dollars, the company matches dollars. Yeah. And then the pre-tax, your dollars, the company company matches dollars. Okay. Awesome. And then whoever I'm working with will help determine like how to break that out, what I'm doing. Absolutely. The IRA. Yeah. That should be part of like the process of going through the pros and cons. You know, what, again, the pre-tax, the after tax, and then, you know, all your investment options. So once I've I've kind of transferred some of the stuff over to a rollover IRA, I can then have the option to take that rollover IRA and start making those Roth uh, conversions as well. Yeah, it just gives you more flexibility in terms of actually doing some you know planning and strategizing uh, tax wise, not just investment wise, tax wise, kind of right. going forward for the future and making sure. You're, your retirement plan not only has the right risk tolerance, but is the most tax efficient it can be in the future. Right. right? And I think about that because you're saying like, oh, if you can save 8% on taxes, you know, that's like making an 8% 
return on your investment. Sign me up. Still, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would take that all day. Right, yeah. okay. So that's, I think, where it's important to discuss with somebody who knows what they're talking about. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, so. and, and again, people may know what they're talking about. It's, 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 you just don't want to make the wrong decisions if you're not don't have the right information in front of you to make those decisions. Right? Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of like articles like this or that what you read online miss is like, it's that, that sweeping statement of like, Hey, here's what's best for you. And John and I were talking about this with the dividend paying um, episode uh, last time we were together. And it, it's like people just make this, oh, you should put all of your money into dividend-paying stocks because then you just get money coming in every yeah. quarter. It's like, well, no, that becomes taxable income. And if you're taking in, you know, income from these other sources, then you might just be paying pure taxes and not really making any money on yeah. these dividends. I, you know, a lot of times people come to me with questions and say, you know, my neighbor or my uh, relative told, you know, is doing this and, you know, why am I not doing this? Well, let's let's talk about why and, yeah. and figure out, you know, what's different about your situation and their situation. Oh, you know, they have a $80,000 a year pension they're getting. Well, okay, that changes things a lot. Like there's yeah. no two situations alike. Not everyone should be, if everyone should have been, in, should be in the right investment, you know, only one investment would exist in this world, right? <laughs> right. So not, you know, there's certain things that are more suitable for certain people as opposed to other people. And right. you, that's why you just got to make sure you know all your options, know the pros and cons of it. And then make the, you know, don't make a decision until you feel informed, but then make an informed decision. I like that. Yep. Let's 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 end on that. So right. that's a great takeaway, Ryan. Thank you for taking the time to explain this. Not only like what our options are for four hundred one ks or older four hundred one ks, but also the pros and cons of each. And then also wrapping it up and saying that like, hey, don't take everything as like you have to do this or have to do that. Think about your situation. Yep. Get the knowledge. Actually, if you have any questions, feel free to have a head over to After the Paycheck if you're not there already and submit that. And then we can cover that maybe on a future episode or you can set up time to talk to, with John, uh, John, Sam, or Ryan whenever you get the chance. So until next time, take care. John Conley and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Rabino and Langwealth Partners, LLC, and Retirement Wealth Advisors are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance and annuities offered through licensed professionals of RNL Insurance Agency, LLC, Mass Insurance License 1783398.